Hello and welcome to Head Over the Footy. My name is Max Hatsoglu and I'm your host. It is a pleasure to be starting this with you today and thank you for tuning in. This show is all about uh, AFL footy and we're going to be cracking into all the stuff that's happening in the AFL world. We'll be there to react to the big moments in the game very close to when it happens. So uh, we're going to have podcasts every week. We're going to be doing interviews, live stream and more. So stay tuned. It's very exciting. And uh, please follow us on our social pages. We've got a Facebook, Instagram and TikTok page. And our podcast will be available on YouTube and Spotify. So enjoy the content. Thanks for tuning in. And let's crack right into it. Oh, and I should mention a little bit more about myself, uh, considering that you might want to know a little bit more about me as a uh, viewer. Uh, I've worked for the Herald Sun, NT News, and written for other News Corp mastheads across the country. Uh, I've worked in radio for Triple M. I have also commentated the game at a local level, and I have played the game uh, at a um, not a semi-professional level, can't say that, but uh, I have played with players who have gone on to play in the AFL, um, so uh, it was, I think, more than 10 guys who have ended up playing in the AFL I've played with previously uh, in high school footy, so... Um, that's a little bit about myself, don't want to talk too much about myself there, but I uh, thought I'd just give you that overview. Uh, let's crack into the show now. We're going to be looking at the big stories now, and we're going to kick it off with Clayton Oliver. He's back training with Melbourne, and he's with the team again after almost a month off. Uh, he's been training alone since they resumed in the new year, and uh, he's back with the group now, so good news there for Melbourne fans uh, obviously, we know about the problems he was having before the new year. He uh, left a training camp early in Lawn on December 18, and before that, the club uh, were thinking about trading him, but it didn't end up happening. So it's good now. He's had to be. He's had to deal with some personal issues uh, over the last month, but it's good that he is back at training uh, and and firing there for the D's. He's obviously such an important player. And there's a question of uh, his privacy here versus speculation. Um, Obviously, he's one of Melbourne's top players. He's one of their top paid players as well, which takes up a fair bit of the salary cap. So questions deserve to be asked because of that. He's a professional athlete, and uh, he's paid a lot of money to be a key member of the Melbourne Demons lineup. So questions do deserve to be asked, but when he's dealing with personal issues... Um, that privacy is super important. So um, Melbourne and the club need to do a good job of making sure that that speculation doesn't really occur and that um, he's able to have the privacy to uh, deal with these personal issues. So I think they've handled that quite well um, and it's good that he's returned to training. But obviously, if he does deal with some personal issues and needs that privacy, well, the club needs to make sure, in my view, that they're giving out that information, enough information, so that the speculation doesn't start. Moving on to St Kilda, Simon Leflin has departed the role as CEO, and I'm going to tell you why I think it's a good decision for the club. Um, Simon Leflin wanted more of a say in the football operations, um, but he had to take more of a focus on the admin side. Um, an article in The Age written by 
Jake Nile and Peter Ryan um, said that since Ross Lyon came to the club, uh, Simon Leflin has taken a back seat in uh, the football operations and focused more on the admin side. And um, they've tried to make it work uh, according to the article, but it just hasn't. So um, it's a mutual decision. The departure of Simon Leflin, the board met and decided that it wasn't working. And he's since left the club. So um, he is the former football operations manager at the AFL. So it's understandable that he wanted more of a say in the football operations. Um, Ross Lyon said that their relationship is fine. um, But look, it just wasn't working. They weren't on the same page. And clearly, um, I think it's a good decision now. Um, St Kilda will have to find a new CEO which is an important task so they'll they'll have to get that right in their next step but uh, for now um, they've fixed what wasn't working they've taken it away so hopefully uh, things can improve for St Kilda and heading into 2024 they can go deeper into finals and have another good season. It's time to have a look at the on-field eye-catching moments since the end of last season, and there's been quite a few, let me tell you. Um, Starting off with Isaac Quainer, you may remember this. A few days after the grand final, after winning that flag, he was on a treadmill sprinting on it, and it was quite remarkable to see. Uh, he was on that treadmill running, and you know, obviously they have their celebrations after the grand final winning it. They would have been quite intense. So to see Quainer on a treadmill was very much so a, a surprise. Uh, next up, Essendon. At the end of last season, um, 2022, uh, they went to Ibiza, and it was a party time over there. And um, since then, new coach coming in, Brad Scott. They didn't finish the season well last year. And um, they decided to go on a two-week training camp to Arizona. So that was quite impressive to see up to 17 players in their off-season from the Bombers going on a two-week training camp. Um, Certainly, I think Brad Scott had an influence on that following their uh, end-of-season reviews. So quite a um, sharp difference to um, what they did um, the season before in their off-season. So impressive there from the Bombers. Fremantle, their coaching group, I think it was a group of four or five of them, including head coach Justin Longmuir. They went to the US. They toured uh, the Olympic Committee over there. They visited Google. And uh, Justin Longmuir's favorite, they went to NBA club San Antonio Spurs. So um, that sounds like an interesting trip. And um, obviously, you know, just to, they got a tour of these places and, you know, potentially pick up ideas for their own coaching. So that was impressive and and surprising as well, in a way, to see a coaching group head overseas together. Christian Petrarca, um, we see him on social media all the time, but what caught my attention was he was on a Red Bull training camp in Austria. Uh, He had a mask on, struggling to breathe, and he was testing himself, going to the limits. Um, And this is in off-season. You know, he's not having a rest. He's going full pelt at the Red Bull Center overseas, um, and he was getting some testing done, trying to uh, maximize his fitness. We know he's already a star player, but geez, he might just get even better this year. Tom Mitchell, 
he went to uh, a gymnastic center, which was um, a little surprise. And also, he was doing some jujitsu, so just working on his um, tackling techniques. Um, so that was uh, eye catching for me, just to see him um, practicing uh, his jujitsu at an um, at a at a uh, venue there. So that that was certainly a surprise. Uh, Crows they went on their first training camp since the infamous 2018 camp where things didn't go down too well. Um, but anyway, the Crows, they had a successful camp. They went to Robe in South Australia, and from all reports, it went really well. It was uh, They had two nights there, and, um, you know, a good tick there for the Crows to be going on a successful camp, the first one since uh, 2018. So well done to the Crows. Speaking of the Crows, Matthew Nix, he was kitted up in the Australian cricket gear uh, at Adelaide Oval. He was with the cricket team there, uh, getting the inner sanctum experience. And, um, yeah, it was nice to see him involved there at Adelaide Oval with the Australian cricket team. Um, Josh Dacos, Collingwood midfielder, he met Ange Postacoglu, the Tottenham coach, uh, when he was in the UK, went over to the club and uh, I saw a few photos of them two together. It was after Ange Postacoglu, who is arguably one of Australia's greatest ever sporting coaches. Um, he went. Josh Dacos visited him while he was in his glory start to the Premier League season. I think they were undefeated, and uh, Josh Dacos, after all that had happened, he was with him and, and got to experience um, Ange Postacoglu. So that's what caught my attention. If you've got any, send them through. Time for the off-field eye-catching moments since the end of last season. And starting off with the Kerno brothers, who were out playing for Jan Juck. Um, and they were playing against Torquay, which featured Travis Boak. And uh, what caught my attention in that game was Charlie Kerno rolls out there for the first ball and gets absolutely clean bowled. And he's walking off. Hasn't even faced more than one ball and it was a little bit embarrassing walking off. But then the umpire decided to put his arm out as he was halfway off the ground and call a no ball. Uh, quite remarkable scenes. It was a charity game, um, but Charlie Kerno did a U-turn and continued to bat. So good on him there. And uh, from reports, um, Travis Boak played in the game. He opened the batting and he hit a few sixes. So quite impressive for an AFL player who hasn't probably played much cricket to come out in the charity game and hit a few sixes. Uh, so well done there to those three boys, Ed Kerno, Charlie Kerno, and Travis Boak. Something else that caught my eye was Connor Rosie's busy off-season. Uh, he got the Port Adelaide captaincy, got engaged to his partner Maisie Packer, uh, eight-year contract he signed, uh, and now they're expecting their first child, Maisie and Connor. So congrats to them. Um, but what a busy off-season there for Connor Rosie. Plenty on his plate, and uh, and he'll be uh, having his hands full soon, especially when the baby comes along. So that certainly caught my eye. Um, boxing fight night in Adelaide. The day before Gather Round starts, there will be a boxing fight night in Adelaide. I think this is a genius idea. Um, Kane Corns will be playing Nathan Brown. The pair are both on the Sunday footy show. Uh, Dale Thomas and Dane Swan will be going head-to-head. And uh, Mitch Robinson and Anthony Rocker will also be there. So 
for people going to gather round, um, this, by the way, had nothing to do with the AFL. They're not really endorsing it at all. Um, they're probably, I think they're even against it. Um, but to the organiser of this boxing fight night event, I think it's a quite a genius idea. Some people might come a day earlier to, to watch these uh, former AFL stars going head-to-head. So um, that might be a, a hit, uh, this gather round, an extra event, if you want to get down there earlier. Um, a day before but it also will be on tv i believe it's going to be broadcasted so uh, that certainly caught my eye another thing that got my attention was the footage that came out of a night at the osborne in a nightclub in melbourne and it was the night where jack zebel was um, hit on the head Um, but in the footage the footage got released ccc tv footage and it was very yucky scenes, not something uh, you want to see, especially on a night out. People are enjoying their time together. And uh, in the video, there are punches being repeatedly thrown to uh, one person in that club. And um, there were AFL players in attendance at that event. And that was the night where Jack Zebel was also hurt badly and uh, had to go to hospital. So... Um, just wanted to mention that, not something you want to see, and it certainly got my attention. Uh, lastly, Braden Maynard, he was involved in an accident earlier this week, and uh, he didn't go to training. Um, no injuries uh, happened, um, just a little dent on the car, I believe, early on Monday morning, but uh, that also just caught, caught my attention there. Um, there have been some questions asked by the club following up on the accident, um, but from all reports, um, everything was all clear and Maynard was fine. So that wraps up the off-field eye-catching moments. If you've got any, send them through and uh, I look forward to reading them. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up the first episode. Looking ahead uh, to what's to come here at Head Over the Footy, uh, we're going to be I'm keen to delve into umpires. Should they have access to stats for Brownlow votes. New season's coming up, and uh, I've heard a few whispers that umpires do get access to stats during games. Um, I won't give you too much more there, but stay tuned because I want to tackle that topic and delve into it a bit further. Also want to talk about AFL number one draft picks. They get a lot of hype, and I'm just not sure about it at the moment. I want to delve into that a little bit further. And also, the new players at every club. I want to go through a few of them, and I also want to talk about the position changes. So stay tuned for all that content coming out soon, and I look forward to seeing you next time.